Hey everyone, um, <clears throat> I'm back for another episode of Surviving a Covert Narcissist. Um, so I've been struggling a lot now that you all have, hopefully at least uh, most of you that are listening to this uh, podcast regularly, have kind of gone through and listened to my story, um, which is kind of, you know, a never-ending story due to the fact that I have children with my narcissistic ex. Um, so in some form or fashion, I will still have to be in communication with this person on a weekly basis. Um, now, how I choose to interact with that person is, is up to me um, and where I set my boundaries. Um, I've been kind of lacking direction on as to where this podcast is going to go now. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, I think diving a little deeper into specific areas or aspects of a narcissist, um, and kind of breaking it down piece by piece, um, might be a direction that I'm going to go with, um, you know, speaking to everyone. Um, I have gotten some good positive feedback um, from people emailing me, asking me questions about their current situations, um, just thanking me for sharing my current situation. Um, it's funny, I've had a couple people tell me um, that it's courageous, and I guess it is, um, which I didn't really think much about, but um, I guess in a way it is. Um, because there is a level of vulnerability there um, in opening up to people, even though, obviously, without really promoting this or broadcasting this to, to anyone personally, um, other than my small, small circle of, of people I trust <clears throat> um, that already kind of know my story, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to talk to people you don't know about these types of things, you know? So, um, but I have had a lot of really positive feedback, which has been, I think, really good for me. I think it's been very therapeutic to know that, um, uh, my experiences can kind of bring, um, others to, um, want to reach out to me, want to talk to me and tell me, Hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, you know, everyone, you know, whether it's small or large, um, deserves validation um, that has been going through things like this. And I think that the validation and, and the uh, almost camaraderie, the um, people that haven't really spoke out, there's people that have talked to me that are haven't even spoke out to, about these things to their friends or family for fear of, um, you know, being dismissed or, um, you know, thinking you're overreacting, um, you know, which is, you know, a form of victim blaming, um, <clears throat> and can be extremely disheartening to someone who's already opening up in a space of vulnerability, um, after being, you know, psychologically damaged for as long as they have. Um, it can be really disheartening and kind of send people into further depression, anxiety, um, paranoia, um, suicidal thoughts. Um, there's a lot of really serious things that can, can happen when you don't feel supported. So, 
Thank you all for the ones that have reached out to me. Thank you all for listening. Um, I have gotten a few emails about a method of how to deal with the narcissist in your life. Um, and you know, they, they mentioned that I did not speak on this topic. Um, it's called gray rock. I actually was unfamiliar with the term, uh, but that didn't mean that I didn't put it into practice. But I guess I, in, in giving a nutshell version of my story, <clears throat> I think it does deserve a little bit more, um, discussion, um, here because it was a pretty large part, um, of my process, um, once I was kind of understanding and researching and figuring out that I was in a relationship with a narcissist and different, um, techniques I could try and different things I could do. There's a method called gray rock, um, which, you know, is, um, yeah, so the, I guess first, before I go into it, to those that have emailed me about it and asked me if I had attempted to try it or um, know about it um, or have used it, um, thank you guys for, for and girls for reaching out to me <clears throat> and and asking me about that. Yes, um, Grey Rock is essentially a, I guess the best way to describe it is, you know, be a gray rock. And what is a gray rock? A gray rock is not that interesting. Um, when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, be it a coworker, a boss, a, a family member, um, you know, a mother, father, child, um, or a romantic relationship or an ex, um, Gray Rock is a, a narcissist likes shiny things. They like very beautiful things. They like, you know, the drama. They like the big dramatic, you know, um, reactions. Um, they, they, that fills them. That's their supply, you know, that fuels their fire. Um, when you're giving them the reactions that they're causing in you through their manipulation tactics and their gaslighting and everything else, you're not doing yourself any favors. Um, the more elongated your answers are, the more you're finding yourself defending yourself. Um, all it's doing is depleting your own supply and giving that to the narcissist. You're literally just handing them free fuel on a silver platter. Um, and simultaneously just draining your own, um, level of security, you know, bringing up your insecurities and just giving them more information to, um, turn around and abuse you with it later on. Um, <clears throat> you know, and this could be anything, the more you divulge to a narcissist, the more in danger you are of that blowing up in your face. Um, so a gray rock, what is a gray rock? How many, you know, how many times have you seen a gray rock? Uh, how many times have you stopped when going for a walk or a hike and said, wow, look at that rock. It's so beautiful. When it's a gray rock, they're everywhere. They blend in. They're not special. They're nothing to stop and write home about. Um, and that's kind of the idea behind this, um, you know, when I was with my ex, I always called it the, 
you know, I always said it was her show, her island, her fantasy land. Um, you know, she was the star of the show. Um, and as I started to do a little bit more research into um, Grey Rock specifically for this show, I found that other people were saying the same thing. It's the narcissist show and you're a supporting cast member. Don't, you know, with very few speaking roles, but you are still very important to the show. Um, don't be a supporting cast member to a narcissist. You know, don't let their world revolve around them and you just be this, you know, part of it that is just kind of dragged along in their soap opera. Um, you know, they, um, so from my experience, when I discovered that she was a narcissist, my ex, um, I had many discussions with my sister almost daily on, um, if not, yeah, I, on, on how to attack this, how to deal with this. What should we do? What are our answers? You know, the answers that we found all came down to, there are no answers, get out, you know, which I've discussed previously. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't fully ready to get out. I was scared. I was terrified. I was completely depleted um, because I had been abused for so many years. Um, what was going to be my wake up call? How was I going to, how was I going to, how was I going to do this in general? Um, you know, I started looking into different things and my sister brought up, um, I mean, essentially the gray rock method, which is, um, when they are attacking you, when they are even subtle attacks, passive aggressive comments, um, looking, they're constantly looking for a reaction, then they can spin it around and then they can, you know, in turn, you know, the second you give any kind of reaction, then it's, how could you say that about me? You, you don't, you know, how dare you? Um, you're not allowed to say that about me. And then they play the victim. Um, and then that leads you to feeling guilty for something that they caused, um, which is, you know, clearly just going to affect your psyche even more and make you feel even more guilty. Um, and then they're going to gaslight you into when you try to stick up for yourself and then they change the facts and they change the histories to, you know, spin it around where it's your fault. Um, so they're just manipulating you, gaslighting you, using the things you've told them in the past about either, you know, where you came from, specific stories, um, you know, ex-lovers, um, anything they can use to make you feel little or even things you were proud of and then demeaning and, you know, um, downplaying the things you've done in your life. Like I used to play in a band. We did pretty well. Um, she used to tell me that we were really good when we first started dating, when she was on the, you know, idolization phase, um, and really kind of, you know, um, supported me in continuing on in a music career. Um, and continuing to do what makes me happy, quote unquote, um, going to every concert, letting our band practice at the house and um, all this other stuff, you know, that she was just um, on board, 100% on board. And then as time went on, you know, all the bandmates were losers. They were scumbags. They hated, you know, she hated pretty much every single person for one reason or another. And sometimes it just boiled down to, I think they're super weird or he was looking at me like funny, like I was getting like a bad vibe off of this person or that person. And, 
you know, essentially went from you should do this to um, kind of turning myself against everyone else and only trusting in her. So, um, you know, I fed into a lot of that stuff, but um, my sister, my sister kind of was like, you know, I think you should try this. I think you should try to just not engage when she tries to engage with you, just disengage. Don't give her anything because the more you talk to her, the more she's twisting your words. You know, she does a lot of uh, fact twists or truth twisting um, to bend the truth to be something that she can work with to utilize as a tool to um, demoralize me and deplete me of my energy. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I had multiple message threads back and forth like about you know it was it was a really hard transition because when you're gray rocking someone that you live with um you can't really escape um i did continue and continue i gave short responses why haven't you done the dishes yet i don't know you know i said like oh my gosh i'm so sorry I'm so sorry, you know, I was distracted with this, and I was distracted with that, and I'm, I'm just trying my best, I'm so sorry. You know, well, you haven't done the dishes yet. Why haven't you done the dishes yet? I don't know. Well, what have you been doing that's so important? I don't know. You know, so I started giving really short answers, and that started to really make her frustrated, which felt good in a way, because it's finally like, haha, you know, <laughs> but either way, it didn't really stop the... I mean, it stopped it to a degree because I wasn't feeding into it and she wasn't feeling like she had won. Um, but I gave a lot of, instead of like yes or no, I would say sure. I would say okay. Um, sometimes I would say yeah. You know, yes, yeah. Um, or no. Nah. Nope. Not yet. Um, you know, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, that didn't... She was so aggressive in her attacks on me um, that it got to... Um, it got to a point to where I realized even gray rocking and living with her wasn't going to work because it's not like I could really escape her. I still had to communicate with her. I still had, you know, certain topics and she would just find things to bring up about like the children, the children's schooling, um, you know, even saying things that, you know, she really didn't think I would agree to um, <clears throat> one way or another. And so trying to invoke some kind of some kind of fire, some kind of frustration, some kind of aggravation in me. Um, again, like if I was late from work for five minutes, you know, usually it was like a, I'm so sorry I was late. I had a customer, blah, 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 you know, and then it would turn into like, well, I don't think you were really at work. I think, you know, um, you know, who are you seeing on the side and all this other stuff. It's like, what do you mean? I'm not seeing anyone on the side. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I promise. I promise. It got to the point where I would have to take pictures at work of my time punches. And when I punched out, um, you know, or something like that. And then she would say, well, how do I know you didn't just create that? How do you know, how do I not know that you fabricated that? I wasn't asking for proof. I don't know why you're showing me this. This is ridiculous. Why would you even show me that? That's so stupid. I never said that you weren't. I told you that I felt like you were being dishonest and I felt like you were being unfaithful. And I'm like, well, now you don't have to feel that way because I'm showing you. And it's like, well, that's just, I didn't ask for that. I don't need to see that. I just, you know, so it was just like a constant like back and forth. So I was in the habit of tracking everything to kind of catch her. But then when I did, you know, 
prove the things that I was saying to be true, then she would turn around and be like, I never asked for that. Like, why are you doing this? You're so weird. And then the, that left me feeling weird. So it was just like, it didn't matter. I came to realize none of it mattered. No matter what I did was never going to be good enough. So I just shut down, you know, I mean, I took my emotions out of it. Um, and when she would instigate or call me backwoods, hillbilly, white trash, you know, um, lazy, um, you know, all these little things that she would really try to use against me. Or, I mean, there, it came to a point where she even said that, you know, even my own sister, she, she thought that I had an inappropriate relationship with because we were so close, um, tried to say that I like, liked my sister in a romantic way, which was really repulsive to me that someone would stoop so low as to try to do that. Um, you know, any, any really close friends of mine, she's would question my sexuality and try to say, well, maybe, you know, maybe you haven't explored dating men before because it's really seems like an unhealthy friendship that you have with someone. Like, I think you guys like each other as more than friends. Um, you know, just because I would be close with someone, if I'm close with my sister, I like her as more than my sister. If I like, you know, it, 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 anything and just to like totally fuck with you. Um, and I fed into it and I fed into it. So it took a really long time for her to get the hint that I didn't give a shit anymore. And so the gray rocking was rocky at first. And not only that, um, I still found myself after the fourth or fifth or sixth attempt of the day of her poking and poking at me, I would react. Um, and, and, you know, my sister was constantly text. I would text my sister when she was doing stuff, um, when she was trying to instigate things. Well, now she's saying this. And then, you know, my sister would just give me strength and text me back and say, don't give her anything. Don't give her anything. Okay. She can say what she wants. You know, don't let it, don't let her know that it's affecting you. Um, you know, I reached out to her for, for strength and encouragement um, and I would tell her what I was saying, what I wasn't saying. And she was kind of giving me tips and pointers and advice the whole way through it, which is to have somebody like that in your corners. I've said it before. I'll say it again is amazing. Um, if you have that great. Um, but you know, there is, there is certain situations where gray rock can work, um, very effectively. And I think it did eventually start to help my relationship. Um, but again, it was a bandaid over a bullet hole with a narcissist because eventually they're going to catch you. Eventually they're going to still find a way to deplete you. Um, you'll try it for so long and then you'll start to, you know, your walls will start to, um, break down again and you'll go right back to your reactive, um, you know, comments because it doesn't seem to stop them when you can't really escape them. Um, <clears throat> it's very difficult to do so. Um, not only that, what kind of relationship are you really living in if you are gray rocking someone that you are supposed to be romantically involved with? Um, you know, that's going to affect your physical life together, like your sexual health, um, your emotional well-being. You're not being supported emotionally. You're not supporting emotionally. Um, the relationship is <clears throat> going to be extremely difficult. Is it impossible? No. Um, will you lose yourself in the process? I almost guarantee you, you probably will. Um, if you haven't lost yourself already, um, 
it's the easier route a lot of times, especially when you're with somebody for a really long time. If you have kids together, um, if your families are very close, um, if you're close to their, you know, her family or his family, um, it starts to get more and more bonded. Um, that's what the narcissist wants. They want to create bonds. They want to create um, a way to tether themselves to you. Um, so that you are constantly there to be their plaything and their supporting role um, in their drama. Um, so if you are dating someone that you don't have any kids with, you don't have any family with, um, at this point, you're not married especially, um, that might be a good time to not just necessarily go gray rock, but just completely cut them out of your life if you... Um, if all the warning signs are there. Um, <clears throat> I think that, um, I think it went on for about six months where I was practicing gray rock. My poor sister was constantly being dragged into what was going on. Um, I pretty much let her know every aspect of my life. Every time my ex would send me a screenshot, I was texting it to her so she would give me advice on what to say or I would text her what I did say um, in response, um, you know, kind of just kind of, you know, great job, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up until eventually it was just kind of like, I can't do this forever. Like I started visualizing myself without her and how hard that was going to be, but how good it made me feel to know like, wow, how great would that feel to be able to like wake up and just work out or do whatever I want or just take, sit on the couch for an hour, take a nap, like, Things that I would just get completely, like, raked over the coals for if I did, you know, I, I couldn't sit down. If I was sitting down for more than five seconds at a time, five minutes at a time, I mean, if I was looking at my phone, um, even just to, like, respond to a text message or if somebody called, who is that, who is that, who is that, is that one of your girlfriends? Like, it was, it was a constant, constant, like, hypersensitive, you know, vulture just watching my every move waiting to attack no matter what it was but like I literally got to a point where I had to put my phone lock on um I had to change all my passwords um I had to give her zero access to anything and I wouldn't even look at my phone I had to I would go to the bathroom to look at my phone and she was constantly berating me for how long I was in the bathroom but that was like my only safe place during the day or I would go do stuff in the basement, or I'd go mow the lawn, or I'd drive to the store to go pick stuff up just to get away from her so I could look at my phone. Um, or I'd walk into another room and text my sister real quick. When she was in the middle of arguing with me, I'd just walk away, text her real quick, you know, and then when it would buzz again in my pocket, my phone was always on silent. Um, sometimes I wouldn't even put my phone on vibrate because she would hear it and ask, who is that? Who is that? Who are you talking to? Um, I would never give her anything but it got to a point where it's like, what kind of life am I living? Um, and if you find yourself attempting to, to gray rock and it seems to be going well, you have to really reevaluate um, what quality of life are you living? You, you know, I mean, in my head, I was just kind of like, I only got one life. You know, I've got hopes, I've got dreams, I've got aspirations of my own. I don't want to be playing second fiddle to someone else's hopes and dreams for their life that I don't share those same common goals with. Um, so I eventually, um, I, I attempted it. And now, now that I'm not with, um, my ex, 
that's pretty much all she gets from me. I've cut her off this past week, even two weeks ago, I think it was, um, where she tried to discuss things with me at pickup when I was picking them up. Um, and I basically said, I don't want to discuss this. You can text it to me. You can message it to me on the Our Family Wizard app, which can be viewed by the courts. Um, you know, and then my son comes over and he goes, guys, do you think it's okay? Like, do you think that you need to be fighting right now? Um, and honestly, realistically, we weren't fighting, but I think that he could sense my frustration. I'm sure he could see it all over my face that I was, I'm, I'm sure my face was beat red because I'm like, why the hell are you talking to me at pickup? You're not even supposed to be talking to me at pickup. You can message me these things. I'm not going to discuss anything off topic with you. So then she messages me and says, you know, you know, our son even had to step in because um, I was yelling at her so much. And I said, nope, this is exactly why I asked you to message me on this, because I will not be um, baited into, um, I will not be baited into your lies any longer. You will not speak to me at pickup or drop off. We will have no interactions exchanged. Anything that needs to be said has to be through this app. And that's it. Like, the reason that is in place is because I wanted it in place through the courts. <clears throat> that doesn't mean at pickup, you get to walk out start outside and try to ask me things and discuss things with me off topic, no matter how big or how small it is. We do not talk. And... Everything I do through the app is short, it's simple, it's direct, and that's all it's going to be. And that's how you deal with gray rocking someone is being short, being direct, and giving them nothing about your personal life. Don't give them anything. Don't tell them if your day is good, because if you tell them your day is good, if you tell them your day is bad, they're going to be happy about it. If you tell them your day is good, they're going to, you know internally be like that motherfucker my day has to be better and then they'll talk about how great they are and how wonderful they are and one up you and oh i'm doing so well on this or that like no matter what it is <clears throat> they're gonna find a way to um downplay whatever positive things are going on in your life i mean you can talk about the weather oh it's really hot out yep really hot out cool yes okay Yep. Not even like a, you know, it's as simple and as boring and as plain as a gray rock. You don't want to stick out. You don't want to be a diamond. You don't want to be a ruby. You don't want to be any kind of, you don't want to be selenite. You don't, you know, anything. Tiger's eye. You don't want to be a gem, a crystal. You don't want to, you want to be as bland and as boring as you possibly can, which now that I've done some research, understand the concept of gray rock and know that I was doing it. And now I know that I was doing it. I just didn't know it by that terminology. And it really does work. And it works really well and kind of keeps your conversations to a minimum. Um, if you're dealing with a family member, uh, a parent, a sister, you know, you, you have to put your foot down. And if they're trying to get you to do things that you don't want to do or that you have overexerted yourself on in any way, you just need to tell them directly and firmly. I am not able to do that right now. You know, let them have their little baby fit. Let them freak out. Let them treat you 
poorly or whatever they're going to do and just give them nothing. And watch how quickly that, that dynamic changes. Same with a boss. You know, if you have a boss or a coworker and you have a really good job, um, obviously you would want to have another job lined up before quitting. Most people, especially during a global pandemic, can't just up and quit their jobs. So how do you minimize those interactions and how do you keep it as simple as possible? You just, yes, no, okay, will do, you know, um, oh, check out my golf swing. Oh, check out this video. Huh. Cool. Don't, don't feed into it. Don't let them know that you're interested. Don't let them know if you think something's funny, if it's not funny, if it's whatever, because eventually that'll come back to you. If they say something that's inappropriate at work and you agree with them or chuckle with them, you know, it's going to come back and be like, oh, so-and-so said the same thing. You know, they're going to point you out and say, oh, you, you know, so-and-so agrees with me. They blah, blah, blah. They were the ones that said this. You know, narcissists will do anything to get ahead. You know that they'll do anything to keep their, in, you know, their vision of who they want to be and who they want to portray themselves as to the world, they'll step on anybody. They'll walk all over you. Don't feed into it. You know, it might be tough at first, but eventually that coworker or that boss will stop trying. That family member <clears throat> will stop trying to leverage you to do things for them or have you overexert yourself especially if you don't live with them. Creating distance as much as possible if you can't fully cut them out of your life is the best way to be. Um, by being as plain as possible. It's funny as I was going into this stuff, it made me laugh because, you know, they, you know, I've, I've read, you know, different stories about how narcissists are attracted to shiny things. And that made me laugh because my ex-narcissist very much is into shiny things almost you know with this gray rock method is is pretty hilarious because you know she's you know developed and redeveloped and reinvented herself and reinvented this every single season it seems like she's reinventing her clothing style her hairstyle her persona and becoming you know basically trying to emulate the people that she sees that she respects and that she wishes she was more like. And most of those people are very highly empathetic. And although she does not have empathy, she's a really good actress. So she'll emulate and try to recreate and then kind of try to claim that style as her own style and always try to be ahead of the curve, always try to be that hip person that people can look up to. But the more and more people that get to know her closely, a lot of them, especially if they've dealt with people like this in the past, can see through it. So she rotates friends every season like she rotates her reinvented style. But one thing that she's kind of really been into, at least as far as lately, you know, when I was with her and still um, now is, you know, crystals and gems and shiny things. And that made me laugh because she's so attracted to shiny things. You know, the, the any kind of, you know, she's got crystals and gems all over the house and herbal infused stones of this sort or that sort which um is great and i think you know quote-unquote shiny things as far as gems and crystals and um you know their the effects they can have 
on humans in different ways, uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, is great. I think it's great. Um, I just thought it was really ironic that they were describing, you know, a gray rock when I started to go into it and realizing how literal for her that is that she's attracted to shiny things and that <laughs> that's more of just a side note. Um, but yeah, as far as gray rock goes, I did think that that was a topic that, um, is something that can be used as a tool to where it's not just a, how do you do this? How do you, you know, here's all the, the, the symptoms here's all the red flags here's all the warning signs but um maybe it needs to be mentioned more of how do you cope with this if this is someone in your life that you can't get rid of how do you deal with it effectively um minimal contact and the contact in the interactions you are um kind of forced to have or or need to have um again are not personal. You don't go into personal topics. You keep things very simple. You keep them very short, very surface level. All the interactions need to be things that cannot be used against you. You know, how about them? How about them cowboys? You know, <laughs> sports, um, you know, or, or, uh, you know, the weather or something like that, like something or like a restaurant where like, oh yeah, I like food. Like, <laughs> simple shit like nothing that sticks out nothing that's extraordinary um i even have gone as far as to make sure when i pick them up that i'm just wearing like a regular old gray hoodie and some black pants or some blue jeans and you know not ever extravagant in my clothing attire not ever dressed to impress just kind of fitting in you know i got a carhartt hoodie that i throw on or like a little you know like just regular colored pants and some like slip on shoes. Um, sometimes I'll have my beanie on just to like not not look like I I I don't want to stick out for looking bad, but I don't want to stick out for my appearance to look um, too good. I just want to fit in and just blend in and just look blah. But it's funny that I do have a gray hoodie that I wear every time I go to pick up my kids. Um, you know, again, I found that to be funny and kind of ironic that I wear gray a lot when I pick up my kids as to not stick out. Um, maybe it's a subconscious thing and, and, you know, kind of coming across these things through emails that people have sent me about the gray rock method. Um, apparently I have some very literal, um, examples in my own life that, that I have applied, um, to the rules as well as, as the uh, not so literal and the psychological side of it. But um, if you're in a relationship, um, again, like I said, if you can't, if you live with the person, um, you can't really just break ties cleanly because you have ties um, and you're bonded together through a child um, or something of that nature. It's not an easy road. Um, I don't know your situation, so I can't tell you you need to cut them out immediately because I don't know your direct situation, um, how extreme it is. If you're a narcissist, you're a narcissist. You're there. There's no other way around it. If they're a narcissist, they're they're whether it's extremely large or extremely small in your mind. Um, you know, it could be a way of. Um, it could be a way of 
coping with your situation, um, comparing your narcissist to other narcissists. Um, because a lot of mine was just, you know, like I've said before, death by a thousand paper cuts. It was a lot of small things. It was a lot of insinuated things, a lot of offhanded remarks, a lot of mocking, um, making fun of me, um, degrading me, belittling me, um, privately, um, sometimes publicly, but in a joking way to where people thought she was just the most hilarious thing ever. And I was just this like doofy, dorky, you know, father of her children that was just kind of aimlessly stumbling and fumbling through life like a freaking sitcom character from the 90s and the the idiot dad that just doesn't understand and doesn't have like any kind of intuitive qualities um he's just so stupid you know and that's how she would make me seem very like you know sitcom style typical male um which was incredibly demoralizing and it made me feel about you know an inch tall um, so even if you haven't dealt with physical attacks or cheating or, you know, that level of, you know, lies and manipulation and deceit that, that I've dealt with, and I'm sure there's people that have dealt with a lot more. I mean, I've had a knife pulled on me, but I've never been stabbed by her. You know, I've had things thrown at me. I've had my lips split open. I've had facial fracture. I've had, you know, some battle scars for sure. Um, but if anything that this whole journey has taught me is who not to trust and who to look out for. And I don't view myself as a victim and you shouldn't either. As long as you learn from this experience and take this on the rest of your journey through life and how to deal with these people because <clears throat> narcissists aren't just in a relationship. They're everywhere. They're in the workforce. They're in your family maybe. Um, and how are you going to handle those people? And how are you not going to be manipulated by those people? And I think it took something as extreme as this for as long of a period as this was because I'm very empathetic, because I'm an empath. Um, and quite frankly, I might have codependent um, characteristics. I know I do. I don't know if I'm full-blown card-carrying codependent, but I am. Um, I definitely display some of those characteristics. Um, and that's what a narcissist feeds on. Um, but where I spend my energy and where I use my supply of energy and who do I give it to, I think is very important. And I don't want to give it to a narcissist anymore. <clears throat> and I don't think you should either. They're not deserving of it. They don't deserve any piece of you. So I hope you take these words to heart. Um, do some research on your own more detailed about gray rock method. Um, if you have a story to tell and you want to talk to me or message me, email me, um, you know, if there's any other subject or topic you want me to discuss, um, that you think is important or something that you're dealing with personally and your struggles, and you would like to, um, ask me questions about it. Um, maybe I can talk about it on a, on a future episode if you want me to, um, you know, any suggestions, thoughts, comments, uh, please feel free to reach out for me. Again, my email address is, is on my uh, description on this podcast. So uh, feel free to do that. Thank you all for your time. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Um, have a, a fantastic day. And, you know, if you haven't already, start, start being a gray rock.
Thank you.